This episode of the Good and the Bad and the Geeky podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Audible.com, over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. Hey everyone, I'm Nick Nitro, and welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, episode 155, the week of October 25th, initially recorded, I should say. Um, also, big shout-outs to everyone who listens to us on TalkSuperStation.com. If uh, you're listening to us, you know, please uh, let us know. Um, we've gotten some of you that's emailed in and, and Twittered us, um, which is just really cool. For those who uh, get our uh, podcast through iTunes... Uh, by typing the keyword "good bad geeky," subscribing and rating us there, or for those who listen at gbgpodcast.com, or though maybe download direct download through uh, Twitter or Facebook, um, and you didn't know we were on talksuperstation.com, you know, give us give us a, a try out. We're on Tuesdays at around midnight or so, and uh, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, beyond that, what else? Oh, anything you hear on tonight's show? Um, if you have any comments or thoughts, uh, 614-364-4088 or contact us at goodbadgeeky at gmail.com. I now bring to you Jerome, Wetz- Wet- Jerome Wetzel TV. Three, two, <laughs> three, two, shut up. Be professional, damn it. Three, two, one. Welcome back, folks. I bring you Jerome Wetzel TV with your host, Jimmy. And Nick Nitro. Thanks, Nathan, and uh, welcome out to Jerome Wetzel TV. And uh, with the main man himself, I'll let him take it from here. Jerome Wetzel TV. That's my name. TV is my last name. It's uh, TV is like, you put it at the end of your name, like, it's Z, except it's TV. <laughs> okay. I, 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 okay. Wow! I That's right, and uh, and you do uh, tons of articles for the many sites that you do, such as examiner.com, blogcritics.org, thetvking.com, and my own blog, jerome.wetzeltv.blogspot.com. Follow me on Twitter at jerome.wetzeltv. And in case you don't know how to spell it, because I understand those are kind of weird, Jerome is J-E-R-O-M-E, and Wetzel is W-E-T-Z-E-L. And every Friday um, or Saturday, depending on how late I am with Follow Friday, that's right, on a Saturday, uh, check out Good Bad Geeky on Twitter. I will definitely, oh, I always tweet Jimmy's stuff. And also, I, as of, I think this, you guys are starting it every Sunday with Tara Bennett from uh, Blog Critics. You guys are doing, what else now? Yeah, I was going to mention that. Um, Barbara Barnett, who's the 
senior editor of Blog Critics, still co-editor, two senior editors for the whole site. Uh, she's a TV person, and she and I are going to do a TV talk chat for an hour every Sunday, open to anybody that wants to come. We're going to promote it, try to get people to show up. Um, I know tomorrow night we're doing it from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. Well, it won't be tomorrow when you listen to this, but... <laughs> uh, I got this to go up tonight, but this Sunday, which will be October, what, 22nd? Uh, 23rd. October 23rd. October 23rd is our first episode. We're going to do a chat from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, so we give you folks time to watch once upon a time before we do our chat, which is already live on imdb.com, so I'm going to watch it ahead of time. Oh, but, that's uh, right. Yeah, but if you want to come join us, going to be every Sunday night. Uh, I assume it will still be at 9 p.m. every week. I'm not sure, but it will definitely be put, posted on blogcreeks.org. We're going to promote it. Follow me on Twitter. We'll definitely like, you know, get the word out. Well, come chat with us for an hour. It's a text chat. Isn't type, she type, based type. In, in England? Who? What? Is she based in England? No, no. She lives in Chicago. She lives in Chicago. Very nice. Very cool. For some reason, I yeah, thought she was TV based... King, the TV King of England. Okay. That I write for. okay, well, for some reason, I just thought she was based in England for some crazy reason. I was like, that's freaking awesome of her to do it at 9 p.m. <laughs> your time. Um, but yeah, so... No, she's, she's central time zone, so... Well, now, for those listening to the, to the podcast, it, it's important to note that we, we swore up and down that Jimmy would be back the, the very next week. And um, we decided to... We're getting stuff ready for the Christmas show. And also, John's last week was coming up, so we wanted to do some stuff for that. Um, because he's having a baby. He hasn't had it yet, but he's, you know, he's on, officially on maternity leave, being a man. Yeah, I think it's paternity leave. P- it's paternity leave? He's not a trans, he's not a woman that, like, had a sex change. He's got pregnant himself. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I showed up the very next week. You just weren't there. I was on the interwebs, and you weren't there, and I just talked to myself for an hour without <laughs> recording it. <laughs> It's like Jimmy's outtakes with his own show. It's like, hello, is anyone there? Yeah, I watched this really great show. It was awesome. Did you see a new girl? Yeah, well, we talked about that. All right, think, wait, no one's there. Just silence, and then he just talks. I'm kidding. But anyway, so uh, we're still sticking with our every other week schedule, and just that way it doesn't mess anything up for everybody. And uh, But, yeah, so here we are. We have a lot of stuff to cover, and, man, this is your segment, so I'm just going to let you go. Yeah, well, I, we were discussing uh, before we started recording because yeah. Nick and I get talking and obviously we go off on the same stuff we want to talk about on the show, <laughs> off the show. That's right. <laughs> a we simple conversation of what what did we talk about last time turned into an actual conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, okay, okay, stop, stop. We got to start recording first. We were talking about what shows are canceled or what shows we gave up on already now that we're about six weeks into the new TV season. Right. Um, the big cancellations, How to Be a Gentleman, which I don't believe is officially canceled, but it's been moved to Saturday and they've stopped production. And CBS so doesn't cancel anything, yeah. I think, until they're uh, up fronts the following year or something like that. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what that's well, see, what Stephen Walsh I read in his blog. And you got to be careful because normally when a show's not with canceled production stuff and they moved it to a Saturday night, that's what you assume it's gone. But like Fox last spring, breaking in wasn't on their fall schedule. Yeah. Everybody assumed it was canceled, and then all of a sudden they say, "Oh yeah, it's coming back mid season." So you got to be careful not to say it's canceled until it's officially canceled. So how to be a gentleman? We assume is canceled, but it's not officially canceled yet. Well, right. That's okay because it was total shit. There's no reason to watch that show. <laughs> you know, you know, you're very much right. You know what's sad is that I, I caught myself. I, I deleted it on the Thursday night uh, schedule. 
but because I didn't delete it as a series, it showed up on a Saturday, and because I had nothing to do, I watched it. And I'm the whole time going, you know, if this episode was the pilot, I probably wouldn't have hated it as much, but I would have really still hated it a lot. So it was very awkward that I was like, oh, man, I wasted a half hour of my life. I'll never get back. But it wasn't as bad as the pilot. The pilot was pretty darn bad. Oh, and I, I hate to talk bad about David Hornsby because I love him as Rickety Cricket on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. And he was back on that show this week. Oh, yeah. But, man, that character, it, I think it's just everything else that, you know, Kevin Dillon's just playing his entourage character all over again without the rest of the group to turn him down. Oh, and yeah. And Foley's just completely, I mean, his character's a sellout. And the actor seems like a sellout. I'm sorry. It just, just did not work. Not one bit of it worked for it me. Well, it felt like they were trying to do uh, like David Hyde Pierce character. And if you want to do a character like that, you get David Hyde Pierce. You don't get... Uh, yeah, I mean, no offense to David Hornsby, but he. It, I'm sure if he would have casted somebody else that was better at being snobby like that than him, it probably maybe would have worked a little bit better even with Kevin Dillon. Because, you know, yeah. all things considered, Kevin Dillon's playing a role right up his wheelhouse. You know what I mean? I... I, I didn't have. Oh yeah, a I mean, I loved him on Entourage. It's just how to be gentleman was too much of the character. You're right. You're right. You're 100 percent right. But let's not. I, I would say you have probably other stuff you want to talk about than crap like that. So. Well, yeah, other canceled shows. Yeah. Um, Three agents with Hank Azaria. Yeah, that didn't get it better. Was, it was. I, it was mediocre. It wasn't yeah. terrible. Like how to be a gentleman. I watched I think three episodes of it. And then I heard it was canceled, so I well, tuned out. I think that's all that actually aired, Jimmy. <laughs> was three? I think they had one. That, there was one that I didn't watch on my TV. Okay, so it was four. Weird. That's pretty bad. Yeah. They only aired four episodes. And after, especially after NBC was like, we're going to give our shows a chance, like Playboy Club and Free Agents. And yeah, they- <laughs> Playboy Club went away pretty quick. But again, oh the pilot of that didn't impress me all that much. Now, the British version of Free Agents is airing on BBC America right now. Yeah. And it's actually pretty good. And I think it's because they don't try to add all the side characters in. Oh, like yeah. there's A couple of them are there, but they don't give the plot. It's the two leads and Anthony Head, who plays the boss of both versions. And Anthony Giles Head is Buffy. awesome. He's hilarious. And him. making it just about the three of them actually works really well. But bringing in the supporting characters. And for the American series, of course, it's going to run more than six episodes. So they had to add other characters. Right. But it's just not... It doesn't work. It, 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 yeah. I mean, they were trying to give the show room to grow over five, eight seasons, but no. it was, yeah. You need to build to it. You don't just start like that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and the Playboy Club was canceled. What else was canceled? There was at least one more show. Well, there was one more show canceled? Uh... At least one more. Hang on. I was just looking at... Uh, oh, um... Hater. Uh, oh, hey, yeah, well, you know, that. that was such a wonderful show, highly buzzed about anyway. <laughs> He's shaking his head. I, yeah, I'm shaking my head. I did an episode of that. It was pretty darn bad. I, I did reality, see, though, so I a, feel This is why you're an actual it. reviewer and compared to me, because I didn't even watch that shit. I, I just said, nah, and just moved on. What? There was somebody on it that I wanted to see, and I can't remember who it was, and that's why I skipped it to see that actor. To see how, oh, Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria was in she it? She was actually pretty gracious. She was one of the people that... No, it's a reality series where right, you get with Mario Lopez, with right. somebody that hates you. Gotcha. And yeah. there was a guy that talked smack about her to no end, and then they bring her out and reveal that she's been listening to him talk smack about her from another room. And then he has to, of course, he's backtracking and acted all nice to her. 
And then she's like, I heard everything you said. He's just like, oh. <laughs> but then they hang out together, and then he ends up liking her. And that's the whole point of the series, but it's not worth watching. Oh, it never man. was. I didn't feel obligated to review it because it was reality. Good man, because seriously, the fact that you watched it anyway is a way beyond, a, and beyond hey, what you I need to do. I skimmed one episode. I didn't watch anything. Hey, that's one. No, no. <laughs> you watched one episode, and again, that in itself is above and beyond what that series actually deserved. Well, an episode with the commercials taken out is what, about 42 minutes? I probably spent about 15 minutes on it. So watching an episode is generous. No, that's exactly. That's what I'm saying. That, that, that kind of crap does not... And then you know what that's sad is that there are people that fuel that love reality TV. And I – that kind of reality I TV, I just do not get it. Like if it was like a one-hour like mini documentary movie, like, you know, a special, I would maybe say, okay, I'll I'll, I'll humor it maybe. But I won't tell anybody yeah. about that I'm going to humor it because I, I feel ashamed and dirty inside. But uh, kind of like me and Jersey Shore. I don't like to admit I watch it. You I do? Review it and tweet it. Oh, I don't admit it. <laughs> God damn it, Jimmy! Uh, I certainly would never review it or tweet about it. It's just a train wreck. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible show. But you can't look away. I, I feel ashamed for you. The I've fact only that watched, like one of the in my defense, I've only watched like one of the Italy episodes. The other nine are sitting on my TiVo. I have seen every episode up to that point. Oh my god! Wow! I know it's bad. It's bad. That's purely trash. When you don't want to think, you're drinking some alcohol, just want to sit and laugh at dumb people. And and your drink of choice is still Smirnoff. Reviewing. Uh, well, sometimes Smirnoff, more often Bacardi and Coke. Oh, that's right. That's that's right. Right towards right before you left Ohio, that was your new drink of choice. For a while there, you used to get Smirnoff all the time, and then I was, you started. I moved to liquor. You moved to liquor because yeah. it's quicker. Mm-hmm. There you go. I felt like a very muffin. Mm-hmm, Stephen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, liquor is quicker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it sure is. So, so Hater, uh, Playboy Club, and Free Agents were the first, and How to Be a Gentleman were the first three or four canceled. And then yep. nothing else, the axe hasn't fallen yet on anything else that we're aware Not of. That I know of. Maybe as we're going through my reviews, I'll think of something else. But off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else being canceled. Yeah, I... So... Yeah, man. But, uh... And see, we already talked about it. See, we've, it feels like we haven't talked about it, but we did talk about Gifted Man. And then... Um, I think we did. I think we that did. That one's pretty decent. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it more and more as the weeks go on, but I hate the ghost yeah. girl. I do not like her. She pisses me off. I no, wish they would... me neither. It, the best parts of the show is when she's not in it. <laughs> I agree. Like, this week, uh, she wasn't really part of the main plot at all. She just showed up to observe a little bit and it was much better. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I like him. I love Margaret Martindale who plays his assistant. She's amazing. And the girl who plays Kate, the girl who's running, she was on uh, uh, Off the Map that's on there now. Yeah, Rachel, Rachel Lafar. And what about Brian Twilight? Yeah, she's great. Eric LaSalle. Eric LaSalle. On, oh, is it LaSalle yeah. or LaSalle? I think it's LaSalle. I don't know. That guy from ER. That, that was the black dude. And Rice Coiro, or however you say his last name from Entourage, is the doc from the clinic, Zeke. I like yes. him, too. Uh, it's, oh, man, it's a great so They're show. really building a nice ensemble of good performers. If they just get rid of the ghost, it would be, the ghost got him to the clinic. Now her part's done. She can go away. We don't need her anymore. I know. Right now, I would understand if maybe, like, at the end of the season, 
you know, they get a new ghost in there or something, and like it sort of shapes where the rest of the next season. I would understand that, but at this point, to keep her around is just ridiculous. And also, what about what's her name from uh, No Ordinary Family and uh, Dexter? She's there, no, but she's not a main character. Oh, she's not. Okay. No, no, his sister, no, she's not a main character. That's why she's only done, like, two episodes. Okay, well, because she was in the pilot, and usually if they're in the pilot, that usually means they're a big part of the show. I mean, unless it got retooled, and I uh, I didn't pay attention to the show, you know. But Kate wasn't in the pilot, and Kate is a main character. Right. So, sometimes they screw you up like that. God God damn you, CBS, and your sh- well, wonderful show. Well, CBS isn't the only one that added late. I was watching up all night, and in the last two weeks, there's now a fourth name in the opening credits besides Christine Applegate, Will Arnett, and Maya Rudolph. Oh, it's the assistant, isn't it? Isn't it? The, yeah. Yeah. Who I really don't care for. I could do without her. Well, I think, in theory, she should be very funny, and she just falls flat. That's my estimation. Like, they want her to be funny. You know she should be, but she's not. Well, what really highlighted it for me was their special birth episode this week. Oh, yeah. Where the stuff involving those three main people were really good, but it felt like because they didn't want to do it as a flashback episode, they wanted to do its own story, they had to add in some filler to fill up the half hour, and the filler was her stuff with Maya Rudolph, and it was all the worst part of the episode. I was just like, come on, this is stupid, where she had her haircut and all that stuff. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Well, now, I've heard now I, I, I've heard this. I thought it was on TV line and uh, Deadline with Nikki, by Nikki Fink. I heard a while ago that the original pilot focused on the birth and that Maya Rudolph's character was added in like way, like a year after the pilot was shot. Like that stuff was all... Well, Maya Rudolph played a different character. Oh, is that what it pilot. was? And then they decided to make her more of a focus of the show. Okay. And they, they actually changed Christine Applegate's job and everything and developed the whole talk show around Maya Rudolph and made her more central. Which I don't have a problem with because I love Maya Rudolph. Oh, I love and her I think too. And I think a perfect character for her play because she always did great Oprah. That, yeah, she but did. Which that's technically it's who it is. And honestly, I even liked a little bit of Nick Cannon that's been in the series. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he plays... Because I keep looking at him, is that Nick Cannon? And it is. I'm just like, no. I know you said you gave up that show. Did you watch the birth episode? I, I watched about 10 minutes into it, and I wasn't really laughing, and so I turned it off. It's not a bad yeah, show. It, it's just not for me. It, it's it, it's apparently I'm not in that level or that wheelhouse where I'm the married guy or I'm dating somebody. Apparently, it's just I'm not getting it. So I, well, To I'm, be honest, I mean, I love the main cast, but the show itself for me is just not that great. I, I feel so bad. I agree with you. If I was still giving up shows a lot instead of trying to review everything, I probably would have given that one up. Well, I, my, my review style is more um, at this point where at the first few weeks, I'm going to try to review everything I can that's new. And then I do a thing because, um, well, see, you do enough articles all across the board that it feels like, you know, you're covering all the bases. But for me at that point, it feels like I'm only doing the same few shows. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, and and I don't have to put as many articles out as you. So in that regard, I then try to do like a – I do a touching base is my new thing where I do like an inside the week of TV where I just talk about everything I watch, what was good and bad, not enough to really write a full article on it. There you go. But um, And then I might touch on – so I'm going to watch another episode later on and watch the finale. I'm just – in terms of my weekly, I like the show a lot. I want to give it a chance. I want to watch the show and enjoy it. It, It's off my radar and – yeah, I mean, it's not because I love Will Arnett. I love Christine Applegate, and I love Maya Rudolph, but the show isn't working for me. I hate to say that. Well, I, 
And I try to cover everything. I wrote 72 articles in September, a new personal best. You're a fucking beast, that's why. I've only done 40 so far in October. I'm not going to hit 72 again, but that's because I did a ton of short reviews so I could hit all the premieres. Right. Other than a handful of shows that I caught in week two or three. Yeah. Uh, like Harry's Claw was a three-parter, so I waited until week three to review it. But I tried to catch almost everything the first week, and so I had to write you know, little five-paragraph reviews to get to everything, where normally I'll do 10, 12, 15, eight, even sometimes 20 paragraphs of more in-depth review. Right. And that's what I'm doing right now, is hitting a bunch of the shows a second time and getting the more in-depth stuff. I am still doing some short reviews so I can keep my output coming up. But, like, uh, I just wrote Boss when I was finishing editing it before I talked to you. Mm-hmm. And it's about 10 or 11 paragraphs long. So I'm going for more in-depth stuff now that I've covered all the premieres. And we still, although we still have a lot of premieres. I mean, for this point of the season, we saw Grimm, we saw Once Upon a Time, we saw Chuck. That's right. Uh, there's a surprising number of things that haven't premiered yet. Right, and there's some shows that are being held off even further for mid-year, like uh, Cougar Town or wherever the hell it's going to be named. And, well, um, we always get the January mid-season premieres, but it seems like by now, normally the fall premieres will be over. Right, But they've right. had a steady stream. I mean, last week we had Man Up, and the week before that we had Last Man Standing, we had The Walking right. Dead last week. So Walking it's been a Dead. steady stream of a few, oh, Walking Dead was amazing, I love that show. Okay, but, the okay, now The Talking Dead. You thought I think you thought the same way I did because I, I just saw your you I just saw you tweet very briefly. The Walking Dead was great. The Talking Dead, not so much. And yeah. I sort of agree with this. Now here's my problem with the show. It's an hour long, but it's just filled with mostly clips from the of the show and the host, which I love, Chris Hardwick. It's a half hour. Or it's a half hour. I love Chris Hardwick yeah. and I like Patton Oswalt. And James Gunn is a horror guy. They they should it let them fucking talk about the zombies and shit. Don't you know. Or it just felt like just fluff. It pure fluff. Nothing new is being yeah. added on there, and I didn't care about any of it. it. They did raise a couple good points. I know there was at least one point I touched on in my review and credited them for bringing it up. But a lot of it just felt like they were trying to make jokes. And their whole poll where they were like, vote, would you go help? How long would you go help? That somebody's was so And then 99.9% of people said they wouldn't look at all. And I'm like, that's not true at all. That's, that, that cracked me up. It was funny. Up. It was funny, but I felt a little let down that the poll wasn't real. Oh, the poll wasn't real? No way. There's no way 99.9% of people answered, no, they're not going to work Are at all. Are you sure? Because I think that was a real poll. I'm no, not. No, I am, I am 90% sure that's a hoax, that oh, it wasn't a real oh, poll. Okay. Well, have you ever Unless listened? Unless the bot took over the computer and voted that last choice a million times. Well, have you uh, have you ever listened to or, or not even a lot, but just a sampled a bit of the Nerdist podcast with Chris Hardwick? No, I haven't. He's a uh, now you might you may not because uh, I know you didn't get to watch a lot of TV when you were younger, which is ironic now uh, in terms of the grand scheme uh, of things. But uh, MTV had a show in the day called Singled Out with uh, Jenny McCarthy. The host yes. of that is the guy who hosts Talking Dead. If you okay. look at him Chris then Hardwick? to yeah Chris Hardwick. If you look at him then to now, he looks much buffer then and looks a lot nerdier now. It's really weird. He looks smaller and well, frail. He's been on Attack of the Show the last couple of years, doing a lot of stuff with G Four. Right, yeah, that's what he's doing. But he's and also, he also hosts the BBC America Comedy Blocks on Saturday night. Right. Oh, see, you have BBC and I don't, and that makes me sad. So I have to. Oh, like, you need BBC, my friend. 
I know. I'm missing Luther season two. I'm missing all the fucking Doctor Who. I just oh. made a contract with BBC America, and I finished watching season one of Doctor Who, just started season two, and haven't been able to get to it. And they're sending me a review copy of the complete David Tennant years, which is seasons two through four. <laughs> and then I also am getting a review copy of the Blu-ray of series six, which oh. is finished airing. So I'm going to have to watch series five on Netflix streaming, but the rest of them are going to have DVD and Blu-ray oh in my, my house, hopefully God. soon. God. I am they so... Also- Jealous of you right now. You have no yeah. idea. Oh my god! They also sent me a Blu-ray of the Hour, which I was really enjoying. I need to finish watching tomorrow to review. Oh my god! Um, which is like a '50s, '60s news hour program. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's got it's it's new. It's one of the newer shows, isn't it? Because I thought I've heard yeah. about. It. Yeah, yeah, it's new. Man, they it... just finished airing the first series. BBC. So, oh my god! I am so jealous. I of you love right now. BBC America. I know. I need to finish catching up on Doctor Who. I've seen all of Torchwood. I'm still working on Primeval, too. I want to catch up on Primeval. See, see, you're doing it sort of fast backwards compared to how everybody, or in general, to how you probably should be doing it. Because there's stuff that happens in Torchwood. You'll probably go back and now and go, oh, I get it now. Well, I started watching Torchwood without realizing it was a spinoff. No, 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 I know. I know that. But I'm just saying, like... It's pretty standalone. I, for I the most think. part, I mean, it I is. Know no, there's you're a couple right. characters that go in and out, but it's pretty scandalous. Well, there's some little things, and, and it, it makes a lot more sense. Um, you know, you got to the end of series one of Doctor Who, where Captain Jackson at the very end. Oh yeah. And then he gets killed. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I, I just realized but after I said. Die. Well, well. Yes, but something that happens at the end of series one to Captain Jack is why the reason why he can't die, and it's very... I'm I'm sorry. The, the, Doctor Who, though, is a little... Well, Series 6 isn't, but it just ended. But the other... Uh, it, Doctor Who's fantastic. That's that's all. We're, let's, let's just leave it at that. Because um, that's... A, you know what? That's another show for another time. That's another podcast. We'll yeah. do a whole British podcast episode. Dude, I would love to do that. Because um, I'm so obsessed also, with Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, because i got to review Pie in the Sky right now. Too. i got Pie in the Sky complete series. Review copy from Acorn Media. Oh so, my God, you're a with beast. Uh, Richard Griffith as a retired cop slash chef. <laughs> what? You know what? All six series. If you can get the one with Stephen Fry and the one uh, and the one where uh, with and Kenneth Branagh, where it's two separate shows. I think the Kenneth Branagh one was made in in Sweden, but it was a UK port to BBC America. Where and in both series they're detectives, but it's like a small town slant kind of thing. Or something I don't know. It's something weird like that. But I just remember, and they won't. I don't think they're out on Netflix or whatever. Because I tried looking for it. They look fantastic. Anyway. Um, okay. Well, uh, moving back to like real right. TV. Right. Yeah. Now. Right. Real. Moving uh, back to real TV, so all we can piss off all the Brits. Um, well, I, I talked to you a little bit about Boss before yes. we went on well, the no, air. Yeah, I was about ready to say that Boss. Um, I, I've not watched it yet, and I, I know I think it's isn't it available free to download or something. That you can watch well, the first, first episode, episode streaming online on stars.com. Right, okay. And I, I have it queued up, but I haven't watched it yet. But you finished watching it before before calling. What do you think of the show? It's fantastic. Uh, if you like political drama, political thriller, this is for you. Uh, much darker than The West Wing, of course. Nice. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is the mayor of Chicago. And he's got a debilitating disease that's going to rob him of all his 
mental ability and he'll start hallucinating and stuff and in three to five years he'll be dead but he's keeping all this secret of uh, course of course especially from his cold distant wife who has a separate bedroom and i don't think they even live in the same house all the time and his daughter who's a minister slash health clinic nurse who's a giddy giddy but won't talk to her dad I don't know what's going on there, but then, like, the whole first scene, right after you find out he's got this disease, he goes and talks up the governors for his re-election campaign, and Kelsey Grimmer's like, you know, Chicago politics has always been so corrupt, but the light, uh, there's always people that fight back against the darkness, and the light shines through, it's talked, and you know, this whole time you're thinking, well, maybe he's a good mayor, and then everything else in the episode, you're like, okay, he's the darkness that should be fought again. Wow. I mean, the man gets... A box of severed ears from a guy at a thing, and he doesn't realize what it is until so he goes home and opens it up, and Kelsey Grammer coldly picks them up, looks at them, and tosses them down his garbage disposal. This is the type of character he's playing. Oh, my God. Well, good for him, though. Seriously. I, well, he's completely up to the challenge. He can handle drama just fine. I mean, he's well, fantastic. I feel bad for him because sometimes I think he, lately he's only been typecasted in roles. Or if he does get a dramatic role, he's it's like a cameo. He's only in the movie for like, what, maybe five minutes, ten minutes. It's not really yeah. enough to really do it. Mean, he adds gravitas to it, but he doesn't do anything else. And uh, and I I loved Frasier, loved Frasier. So I'm so happy for him to have a good role like this. Well, and he's had two failed sitcoms after Frasier. Yeah. But, you know, as good as he is with sitcoms, it's nice that he gets to actually show his range here. I know, which is which is pretty nice because I, I don't think – because, again, his rage on, on, on Frasier was all – it was built up like on all comedies for comedic effect, you know. You know, is that weird? Like, you know, yeah, friend, yeah. That it that doesn't work when you do drama. Um, so, and Bosch has a fairly large cast because there's a lot going on. Uh-huh. And the, I don't think any of the other main characters. I immediately said, "Oh, I know their name," but a lot of them looked familiar, and I'd seen them in other things. And they're all really good. Like they've really put together a good ensemble. That'll keep it going. Man, uh, I, so I'm I a fan wait. of Bosch. Well, Pay Cable and AMC are where the best shows are right now. And Boss comes on the heels of Homeland, which is the Claire Dames show that premiered a couple weeks ago. That was, I only saw the first. equally good. It's fantastic. I have a, a friend um, who's acquiring the other episodes for me since I, I don't have Showtime. Um, I used to, and I gave uh, it up. Well, you know, in terms of HBO, I, I have always grown up with HBO, and I, I didn't have it for a while. But, uh, you know, but at the time I didn't have it, I really didn't really care for any of the shows that were honestly on there. I mean, Entourage was still gone, and, I, and True Blood started, and I didn't really, I didn't, at the time, didn't get into any of them. And then since then, they've had Game of Thrones, Bored to Death. Uh, I've got into True Blood. I think it's much better now than it was in season one, um, which I know that's yeah, blasphemous to some people. Um and, no, and, I agree with you. And you know, and, and also I do like their choices of movies that, that they're able to syndicate and get. So, but I mean, I actually feel I'm paying my money's worth with, for the shows alone. You know, so I don't have a problem with that. But Showtime, you know, they had Dexter, Weeds, and all these other shows, and I just I didn't like any of them. Uh, I know that. Well, again, I just got stars this summer for Torchwood. You did. And so oh, I haven't okay. watched Spartacus yet. I've got, I'm have got. i going to watch Spartacus before the new season. And Boss, I kept it around because Boss was coming back. And Spartacus is so highly reviewed. Um, I think I'll probably keep stars. They've got, they only get one show at a time, which is kind of 
you almost feel like you're wasting your money to only pay for one show at a time. Yeah, that does But suck. if they're as good as Torchwood or Boss, and I hear Spartacus is awesome, then I, I feel like I kind of got to stick with it, especially as a TV reviewer. Well, that's good. Well, see, now, see that that's nice. I mean, I, in, in a perfect world, I would have stars because they also get a good selection of movies, too. Uh, they seem, do. Yeah, so... Um, and they, my problem with movies is I'll record a ton of them and never get around to watching any of them and end up deleting them to make room for my TV shows. Well, that's because, you, you, that's because you're a beast, man. I, seriously, I'm not kidding. You, you are, that's why you're awesome at reviewing. You sincerely watch everything and re- almost review 99% of what you watch. I'm that, a that, story guy. I want to see the whole story, and I don't want my story to be done in two hours. I was always a big book reader before I got into TV. Right. And so this, to me, I feel like TV is having a real golden age of writing. And so I'm I looking agree. for the gems. And there's plenty of crap you have to wade through to get to the gems. But there are some really solid, I strong agree. shows on right now. Well, and speaking of some of the other shows that we've not reviewed yet, we like, uh, like Pan Am. What do you think about Pan Am? Pan Am's okay. Um, I, it's interesting. It looks good. The acting's decent. I saw landed one way or another if I'm a huge fan or if it's just an oddity that's interesting. I'm, I'm to the point where I still feel I'm so, I sort of agree with that. Like I don't know like where they're going to go next. Like or I don't think they really know but they they do and they don't. I do know that it looks like it's trying to be Mad Men but it's acting like it's not trying to be that at all. So it's a very, right. No, the stories aren't anything like Mad Men stories, which is nice because Playboy Club felt yeah. like it was trying to be Mad Men, but in the Playboy Club, and wasn't really jiving. Right, and yeah. it failed. It was a, well, the main character of the Playboy Club felt like he was trying to be Don Draper, and nobody's Don Draper except for John Hamm. Exactly, and you know what? And I loved uh, David Crumholtz and Lauren, Bar- Lauren, I think Bronte. She was in Eli Stone. Yeah. I loved the cast beyond that, but it was just a bad. It just wasn't well orchestrated. And Pan Am is, in my opinion, I think, well orchestrated. The problem is, I don't know, in terms of how it's made, and the show is, is, is not a bad hour to kill. But they don't know, it doesn't feel like they know where they're going yet. It's like they, they're, flying, no, they're, still- they're flying to an airport with no destination. Ooh. Well, so <laughs> that was good. I like Thank that. Thank you. I worked really uh, hard on that. Not really. It's still a freshman series, and I definitely take the attitude, as long as it's got some good elements in play, right. give it a chance to find its legs. Exactly. I 100% agree with it, because that it's like a gifted man that, you know, we've entered our frustration about the ghost, but the acting otherwise is so strong. Like, my first instinct was, after right. the pilot was, I don't want to watch the next episode, but I'm going to, because I want to give a touching base at whatever. And then right. I second episode, I'm like, I really like everything in the show, but the girl episode three, it's the same thing. As a matter of fact, it keeps getting better. And then like, was it we're five episodes into Gifted Man, and it's it's like very slowly piecing everything. It, it, it's not like a normal uh, doctor show, which is obviously the doctor's going to work at the clinic begrudgingly, and he's going to blah blah blah, but he's okay with it. This is like literally he's fighting tooth and nail to not do these story points, but they're setting it up very nicely. And Pan Am, I think, is doing the same thing, and I like that. And I so it keeps me watching week to week and actually enjoying the show. And I hope they can keep that up for Pan Am because, as you said, it's a freshman yeah. series. I hope it at least gets one more season. And ABC, well, I don't know yet because this is the first season without Stephen McPherson running ABC, right? The first season. I don't know because McPherson would always give shows a, a shot after one season if they did okay, like Eli Stone and stuff like that. 
So, um, but ABC's usually done that before. So let, I would hope they do that with Pan Am because I know the ratings keep flying lower below radar. Ooh, well, bad pun. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I, and I'm not a fan of procedurals in general. Pan Am isn't really a procedural. Gifted Man is, but right. somehow it's, I think it's well enough. Same with Proud Suspect. I've enjoyed Proud Suspect. Oh, my God. I know, it's right? It's good acting. It's got good stories. I love it. It goes places you don't expect it to go. And, uh, and Unforgettable is the only show that's not canceled that I already stopped watching. Because after the first episode, I was like, it's going to be a stupid standard procedural it's not worth my time. It, it, you're right. I agree 100%. I, and also, I like the actress because I, I, I didn't watch it all the time, but Without a Trace wasn't horrible. It was really more kind of like, a, if you ever seen the movie uh, uh, Pirate Radio, there's really no... Yeah. It, it's not a great plot, but pretty much it's by the guys who did Notting Hill, and it's really it's a bunch of guys from England, man. They're making groovy music on a boat during time where music is outlawed. Let's just listen to a bunch of good music. That's sort of what Without a Trace was, but, oh, there's a crime. Ooh. And, and, and you're just like, okay, play a nice roller song from the oldies back in the beginning, the middle, and in the end, and that's it. And that's what Without a Trace was. The girl from that is the lead in Unforgettable. And uh-huh. she did the the American accent okay, but in Unforgettable, I, it literally, you can, it, ooh, it's bad. Like every few lines, you can hear her accent popping out, and I just want to pop a cap in that vocal cord. It's just so bad. A person of interest is another procedural that is awesome. I mean, I knew it was going to be with J.J. Abrams' involvement. And Michael Emerson. And Michael Emerson. starring. Jesus. Yeah, the Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And they keep the whole thing like this this week when Jim Caviezel's like, what's good here? And Michael Emerson's like, oh, no, no. They're not fault for that. That's interrogation. And he can take a simple thing like, what's good here? And turn it into this whole discussion. I know. What can you find out about a person by answering that question? It's freaking great. I mean, you got Jesus and Ben. Ben and Jesus together. Matter of fact, they should have called this show Ben and Jesus. I would have been totally okay. The character of Ben on Lost was kind of like a mere image of Jesus, the bad reflection, you know? So they are kind of like Jesus and bad Jesus. I know, right? It's awesome. Ben on Person of Interest is not, it's not, his name is not Ben, it's uh, Finch. But Finch Finch. on Person of Interest is not evil like Ben was, I don't think. You never know. Everything could just pull it out of his pocket. Oh my God. I wish we could just randomly call Michael Emerson up and say, please say I rode a bicycle today and say it creepily. And he would, and he would do it. He would, you know, he wouldn't fucking nail it because, you know, he's, he's Michael Emerson, you know. It's great. Michael Emerson is amazing. I bow my hat to that band. I know, right? And you wish he would. It makes me wish um, that uh, was it uh, the guy who played John Locke, Terry O'Quinn. Right now, he's doing a stint on Hawaii Five O, but yeah. um, and he's good in it. But you make it makes me wish that the pilot that him and Michael Emerson shot actually got picked up. I don't care what it was, but it probably would have been fucking sweet because you have John Locke and Ben doing shit on I TV. Know, but, uh- I, you know, I was really sad that got the can too, but then after seeing Person of Interest... Yeah, you're right. Al the Ashes come better than him. You're right. Yeah. You're 100% right. And, uh, well, Person yeah, of Interest is really good. pretty good to be Person of Interest. Well, uh, you know what? Let's take a break real quick. We'll, we'll play some... Matter of fact, one of the songs we're going to hear is from the show Revenge, which aired the past few weeks. Um, and then we'll be right back right after this.
book I've not read in a while? What? Angels and Demons by Dan Brown. There's a few new ones I wouldn't mind having either. I'm busy a lot of the time, too. Yeah, that's why I listen to audiobooks on my iPod Touch. It uh, helps me stay in touch with the books I want to read and allow me to, you know, fit in between the rest of my responsibilities. That is why, for some of you listening to the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. I was able to sign up and get a free copy of one of my favorite books. Catch me if you can. Hey, do they have a Horton Here's a Who? Let me check. Yes, they do. So if you'd like to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. What's that again for the free audiobook? Again, that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky for your free audiobook. Wake up. Go to work. Work. Come home. Eat dinner. Rot your brain out. Go to bed. Lather. Rinse. Repeat. Are you tired of an old humdrum life? Tired of things that just weigh you down and depress you? Wouldn't you rather just focus on things that are awesome? Tune into Nutty Bites. Find out what's awesome. Nutty Bites. Nimlas.org slash blog.
And we're back. That was a great little break. Um, there were some songs you heard there before. Uh, some songs. Yeah, some songs. And uh, They were excellent songs, whatever they were. Thank you, Jimmy. See, Jimmy knows that they were excellent, and he didn't even hear them. That's I how awesome. I particularly liked Wonderful by Everclear. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bastard. You're a bastard. I will never, I will never like that song anymore. I hope you understand that. I will never enjoy that song. Because every time I hear that, in the back of my head, I hear Jimmy going, everything's wonderful now. What about that? Can we do that song? That's a good song. I always hear that in the back of my head now. Everyone says everything. You know, my favorite album, one of my almost favorite albums, almost favorite, but one of my top five albums is Everclear's uh, uh, So Much for the Afterglow. And uh-huh. it comes close to ruining that for me. That's how. That's how much. That's how funny that is. It's very funny. Well done, Jimmy. Um, well, that was an inside joke that most of your listeners will not get. You know what? After so. we record the rest of the show, we will rec- we will talk about that and put it on the iPhone app, so people can there get the joke. That's right. About what the, the story is with wonderful. That's right. And uh, you know what? iPhone and Android app, a dollar ninety nine. Check it out. Me and Jimmy will talk about that after the show. Anyway. Shows that are out right now. You'll touch your story, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll laugh again, you'll poop your pants, and then you'll cry. And and then you'll realize it's okay that you pooped your pants because everybody poops. Everybody That's true. All right. And and, and it will be wonderful again. Anyway, Terranova. (laughs) Terranova, yeah. Dinosaurs. Okay. You know, out of all the pilots that look like it was going to be look cool but be like pure shit – was going to be the pi- in terms of pilots. I'm not saying I've enjoyed the show since thus far, but the the Terra Nova looked like it was going to be a big steaming pile of dinosaur poo, and I thought the pilot was actually pretty good because there the were pilot moments. Was great. Yeah, and, and there, there were only were, a few moments in the pilot that annoyed me. Yeah, and oh, the the boy annoyed me. I really didn't like the boy. Um, the, the the son. He annoyed me, uh-huh. and the one girl uh, she played the princess in Kings uh, is is in it playing his sort of yeah. love interest. I loved everybody in the cast. I love Jason Amara. I love all of them, and and there were a few moments where they were obviously going for Jurassic Park like stuff, but it felt like it was its own thing. And I was like, this is actually really good. And then I watched episode two, which felt like a procedural with dinosaurs, and um, and then episode three was the same, and episode four was the same. Yeah. Well, I missed episode three because I think of the baseball, stupid baseball. I missed House uh, and, and Terra Nova. I happened to see, actually try to watch Terra Nova that night at like a half hour after it was supposed to have started and figured out what happened and adjusted accordingly. But I could do a whole other rant on sports. And this is totally unfair in 2011. Either our DVRs can adjust or networks won't cut off the sports. Sports are stupid. Everybody that watches sports are stupid. Hey, now. I'm hey alienating now. listeners again. I take that back, sort of, but I really feel like sports are a waste of time. I don't see the appeal, and it really pisses me off when I miss my shows for sports. I'm, I'm, well, Jimmy, as someone who does occasionally watch sports, I, I, do, I do apologize on behalf of the sports community. I, I am the ambassador for the sports community. We apologize. I, I'm sorry. I, and I did. I well, am sorry. I apologize right I'll there. forgive you if you stop doing it. I'm not in charge of these things. I'm just the ambassador <laughs> of the community. You know, just because my country shoots my people doesn't mean I am the one putting the guns in their hands. I just say, hey, we shouldn't shoot people. And they just go, no, we don't fucking listen to you. And then they shoot my people anyway. Well, That's anyway, Terranova has so much potential. 
and they're wasting it. I know, crappy right? stories. Oh, God. And it feels like some of the crappy stories are recycled from 1960s Star Trek. Like the whole disease where they were going crazy, losing mental acuity. I swear that was an original Star Trek episode. And, okay. And now, Jimmy's probably heard this before, and but... One of my biggest complaints about the original Star Trek, which is it was awesome for its time, but to me it does not translate well now. And I don't – and my reasoning for that is – and Terra Nova is starting to get dangerously close to this where it, it, it's trying to deal with common issues, but it, it always seems like – well, Star uh, Terra Nova isn't doing this, but Star Trek, it just feels like it's going to. Star Trek would do this thing where they go to a, another planet that apparently has our same – development system and all that but jimmy's la- we're watching all ourselves on video jimmy's starting to laugh because he knows what i'm talking about and they're saying there's a sacred document that they can't fucking they don't know how to read and when kirk reads it yeah. it's the fucking declaration of independence i don't know how it got to this planet but all men are created equal my god bones are you reading this and it's like you people well, Star Trek you did it first so it was fine when they did it the fact that they're copying it 50 <laughs> years later 40 did. years later it's not fine anymore you're right you're you know? right oh god well you know i it, it's the character star trek still works now because of the characters in terms of if you don't like the show and then, and the next generation does the same kind of stuff, but it, it's the characters work so well that it's it's a little bit more rewatchable after season two and a half. Well, Seth so. MacFarlane wants to reboot it as a TV series, and I would love that. Now, but did you have you did you read that interview on Hollywood Reporter about Seth MacFarlane? Yes, I did. That was surprising. Sure like did. he actually wants Family Guy to end because he's, he's yeah, sort of tired well, of doing it. That doesn't surprise me. It's been on so long, and he puts so much effort, and he's got so many other projects he wants to work on. I'm really looking forward to his Flintstones reboot. I don't think it's going to be crass like Family Guy. I think it's going to be true to the spirit of the original, updated for its time. And I think he'd do something similar with Star Trek. I think he'd update it for the time. I hope not, so. I, I have confidence in his brilliance. and his. He's kind of a, like a renaissance man. He's got his fingers in a lot of different pies in a lot of different areas. And I'd really like to see what he does with Star Trek. I, you know, I, I do too. And, you know, as much as I do not like, because I do not like Family Guy. I think it's, it's, uh, it's crass for the sake of being crass because he knows that's what will keep the show on the air. And that to me is different but than. he doesn't want to keep the show on the air. The network wants to keep the show on the air. Right. But they're also paying him handsomely for it. And, and the thing you got to think about too, which he talked about in the article, which is Bill Lawrence's issue, why he kept Scrubs on another year, which is. During that time, it's probably not as bad now, but the economy is pretty bad no matter where you're at. If we keep the show going yep. for a few more years, that means people have jobs. And even though I don't sure. want to do it, I'd rather have make sure these people feed their families and then, and then you know. Well, I think he's definitely conflicted about wanting it off the air, too. I don't think he's – I mean, he like you said, the jobs thing. and I, for Creatively, he wants it to end, but I think there's a lot of good reasons to keep it going. Right. And because, yeah. well, I, I, you know, South Park, I'm starting to slowly get into South Park again. And my oh. problem with South Park was I just, it just, I don't, I have this weird thing. If it's on so many channels that I really know, I have to find the channel. It's a pain in the ass. And, and Comedy Central was that way. Um, <laughs> and I started, I know that's a horrible excuse. And I started watching. DVR South- search. No, right. And I just, but that's He's too much bad. work, Jimmy. I don't like moving things with my mind, AKA my fingers. Um, that's what she said. Ooh, that's bad. Why did I say that? Oh, speaking of The Office real quick, that's what she said. Did you hear about Catherine Tate? Oh, God, no. 
She's returning in February for a major arc that will go to at least May, where she comes to Dunder Mifflin as a special projects person and starts an unprofessional relationship with Robert California. The look on Nick's face is utter disgust. I thought she was the worst part of the finale last year. And matter of fact, I do too, but I love her, and I think given time, she can make that character. She was one of the good. main things that made me upset that she became a cast member on Doctor Who. I heard when she was going to be on Doctor Who, I was starting to get angry because I hated her so much in The Office that I tried watching one of her sketch shows on, on Netflix, and I didn't find it funny. And so I, I heard got she upset. was good on Doctor Who. She's fantastic, by the way. I've corrected, but that's what I'm saying. I was so I did. That's how much I did not like her on The Office. It, so let's give her a chance on The Office. That was one episode. I, I know, cameo. and she wasn't fully developed or whatever. I, it, 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 and she's going to be doing all her scenes with James Spader. How awesome is that? No, you're right. You're right. I know. I'm. And James Spader is pretty freaking awesome. Oh, uh, you just you sort of scared me there for a second. Um. What else? Sorry. Have, no, you're fine. Um, what else? We got Terra Nova. We've done Boss, Pan Am. Uh, but what else is there that we've not? Um, For new shows? Yeah. Got Homeland, we mentioned, but didn't actually get into. Yeah. Uh, Claire Danes, Damian Lewis. Yeah. It's so good. Like, it really keeps you guessing what's going on and who's up to what. I, I know you had, said you haven't watched it, so it's hard to really discuss it. But no, it's Claire okay. Dane is a psycho, and she's really good at being a psycho. And Mandy Patinkin, awesome. she's really good at being a, a psycho. Mandy Patinkin's in it. Yeah, people still he's give him mentor, jobs. Full beard. Um, yeah, he's a mentor that takes a chance on her. Is getting bit in the butt for it. No, he's really good. He doesn't. He I almost didn't recognize him at first with the full beard going on. Playing wow. like an old professory type, but he's really good. He's one of the big characters. Wow, who who would have guessed that you know he would still be given jobs in Hollywood after you know he just stopped showing up to his old job? He's come so far from Dead Like Me. Uh, American Dead Horror like, Story. Uh, have you watched it? I finally watched the pilot last night. I hated the it. The pilot was so fucked up. I didn't care for it. And the next couple episodes. It's yeah. scarier and more confusing. I don't know where they're going with this show at all. My friend at work says that it's a really good show. It all makes sense. Like, why don't they leave the house? They explain it. But then I've heard, like, Alan Yeah, they Seth- did. They did explain the house thing, why they were not leaving. But I, I And they read- finally showed they showed Jessica Lang kill the maid, so you found out what she said. You know, don't make me kill you again. They went back and showed that, how the maid lost the eye. They explained why... Women see the name as an old woman and why men see her as a young girl. They explain that part. So they're doing good at, like, answering questions as they go along. But it's also really scary sometimes. Wow. And it's really confusing. And I love um, the girl from uh, 127 Hours that played his girlfriend. She came back pregnant with his child. He went to get it aborted with her, and then he left because – there was a home invasion and his daughter and wife were almost raped and killed. And then she shows up and she wants him to like put her up in an apartment and pay for her life. And she's going to tell his wife and she's making a big deal. And so Dennis O'Hare with the bird face kills her right in front of the Dermot and buries her in the backyard. Okay. I, I mean, it gets shocking. It goes for shock factor. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm, and- I am not completely, I mean, I'm still, I don't know, but I, I like it. 
I, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep liking it, but for now, I'm really impressed with what they're doing. Okay, well, I'll I'll give episode because that's one of the shows that I also stopped. Um, I stopped why because I wasn't impressed with the pilot, uh, and and I, I have no faith in Ryan. What's his name? Uh, the guy who run Glee. Ryan Murphy. Ryan, I have no faith in him whatsoever. Oh, that's sad. Um, because I I didn't like Nip Tuck. I, I thought the first season was really good, but after that, it just became. All about. I never watched it. I wanted to, but I never watched it. Yeah. So and it, that predates my television obsession. Right. So um, yeah. So American Sorcerer. I'll have to give that a shot then. Um, but in Homeland, uh, what else is then? New shows. We have Terra Nova, um, American Horror Sitcoms. Story. Sitcoms. We got some sitcoms. Last Man discuss. Standing. What did you think of that? I am cautiously optimistic. Me too. In that Tim Allen is good. He really is. Thank you. Yes. And I like the premise. The youngest daughter was awesome on Justified last she spring. She was. I watched the finale. She was great in that. And I love Nancy Travis. I still feel like they're wasting Nancy Travis completely on the show. Especially, oh, and Heart, I feel of, like, Heart of Dixie yeah, after that, especially after she's been on Heart of Dixie, where she's probably better. I'm kind of hoping that Last Man City gets canceled just so she can go back to Heart of Dixie. But... Uh, on the other hand, Last Week's Getting has some ingredients where it could be really good. Yeah. It just needs some development help. It's not as horrible as a lot of people said it was initially. No, I yeah, I agree with that. I, I think, you know, Tim Allen, uh, ever since the middle of Home Improvement, you know, he started trying to take his acting a little bit more seriously, or at least it felt like that. Like, he wasn't phoning it in yeah. as a comedian. It's kind of like Jerry Seinfeld did. Jerry started off like Tim, or Tim started like Jerry did, which is, wasn't great acting, but then he kept getting better and better and better and better. And by the end of by the end of Home Improvement, Toy Story, and, and Galaxy Quest, the, the dude can act. I, I love oh, him now. Oh, dude, well, too. Well, was great, and he seems like a really nice guy. I know he had some problems earlier in his life. My dad doesn't like him because he did the drugs and all that stuff. Well, that's but uh, I mean, he's paid for it. I I would say. I I mean, I I would say. I that. feel like he's. Yeah, I feel like he's turned his life around. I feel like he's a good, solid man. Uh, I feel like he definitely needs another sitcom. I'm not sure this is the one. Right. Or, but he needs, he deserves another sitcom. Because, I, well, my other problem with the sitcom is is that uh, Tim Allen's character of Mike, he's almost, it's like he's, it's like you take all the good parts of Tim, the Toolman Taylor, and you've taken, and you've just taken them out a little bit and just left all the bad parts, which is just the, masculinity good everything else is bad and it just feels a little stale to a little bit and they need a better slant to it or give some mike some more likable qualities and of course alan plays I feel it like they've already shown some growth in that in that area no you're right in, in terms of the pilot though you know that's what was my first impression i i the second and third episode did get better uh, monumentally get better um but i mean i well, still it think could be like cougar town where it starts out with a shitty premise and title, and then it figures out where it needs to go to be really great. I sincerely sort of hope, you know, because even though I agree with you, I do wish that, or maybe I hate to say this, maybe they kill her, her character off, Nancy <laughs> Travis's character and off. Left and, and and she single could, dad. But you know what, though? That would make a little bit more sense, because that, now that, to me, would be last man standing. That's true. Like, like, why That's do you true. fucking call it that? Because not because he's the only Except man. It would be so heartbreaking to kill me. I mean, the thing is, it's not Nancy Travis's fault that her character on that show sucks. 
and her character in Heart of Dixie is amazing, and she should go back to the other character. (laughs) That's true. It's not her fault, and I I don't. I hope I didn't. Me saying it came off that way, but. I, yeah. I, I, but yeah, but for yeah. those who watch Heart of Dixie, Heart of Dixie is freaking sweet, and you know, I know, and she deserves to go back to that show compared to Last Man Saying. And right. now, if Last Man Saying gets monumentally better to the point where it gets better than Heart of Dixie, which I, I hate to say this, I doubt it's going to. But um, if it would get to that <laughs> point, then I will eat. I will gladly eat my words because I love you know I love everyone on that show, Last Man Standing, dearly in terms of their performing abilities, and whatever. It's just any better material. Because, oh, what's the guy's name? He's in every fucking Gary Marshall movie. Uh, Hector Elizondo. Hector Elizondo. Yeah, that dude is fucking gold. And you're having him doing fucking stupid shit on that show. He's the punchline of every... He's good at it, but come on. Again, I think they don't know how to use him. You're right. You're right. You're 100% right. Um, What was the other... It's first season floundering. We'll see where it goes from here. Suburgatory. What are your thoughts on that? The first episode, I just couldn't get past Jeremy Sisto from Six Feet Under being a creepy, incestuous, I don't know, whatever. So I was really having trouble getting into it. Yeah. So it's grown on me over a couple episodes. I haven't watched, I've watched like two or three. I haven't watched them all. Uh, but the second and third one were better than the first, I, I thought. I think it could uh, definitely go somewhere. I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, well, I mean, I that's a show that um, I, I'm not going to watch every episode um, because I think it's it has less than approves a whole bunch. Well, it's not that it's bad. This is one of those shows where it's it's like it's like up all night. It's not a bad sh- it, to me. It's not a bad show. It could be better, yes, but I think it clearly has like up all night a clear sense and voice of where it's going and what it wants to do. And so beyond that, I think the show is clearly defined. And when I watch it, I get a few chuckles, but I just think there's a half hour where I could better spend my time watching another show or, or, do, or maybe writing an actual review for another show. So um, for me, it's not bad. And I love Alan. I love Jeremy Sisto. I love Cheryl Hines. The, the new red hair girl, she's pretty good. And I love Alan uh, Tudyk. I love him. Oh, yeah. I would rank Suburgatory a couple notches above uh, Up All Night. I really would. I do, too. I do, too. And, and But but for me, again, it, I'm I'm just trying to cut some shows out. And, again, it's not a show that I would – let me put it this way. If I have to watch another episode, I would not cringe doing it. It's not a bad show. It's just one that, you know, I, I think some shows have done some things in it a little bit better. Uh, the cast is wonderful. I, it's just not for me right now. Um, and again, I think it's just maybe in a weird state of my life where I just don't find that funny right now. I don't know why. I, the same thing with Up All Night because I remember when I posted right when the show premiered that I hated the show, I got tweets uh-huh. saying people were like, how can you not like it? Do you not feel love? And I'm I like, I'm like, That's why I waited until episode two to review Suburgatory because when I tweeted something bad about the pilot, I got attacked viciously by several people whose opinions I respect. Uh, oh, wait a minute. But, whoa, you did? I did. Wow, man. So then I started talking to people, and I came to the conclusion that my biggest problem was trying to see past Jeremy's sister's six-feet-other character. Okay. And I felt that really hurt my enjoyment of the pilot because we've been watching six-feet-other regularly right now. Right, so you're still stuck in him being the pervert. I'm still halfway through this year. Yeah, I'm like getting to the end of season three, and I'm still watching it for the first time. Uh, That's one of the shows I'm catching up on. And one of the few shows my wife really loves and will watch with me. So well, 
I really like Jeremy Sisto, and because my first opinion of him is like what you were saying, six feet under, and he again played a really creepy yeah. asshole brother. Uh, and he was great at it. It's just it sticks in your mind. His performance sticks in your mind so much. It's hard to readjust to him in something else. Exactly. Which is a testament to how well he did on Six Feet Under. I know, right? Um, yeah. So, so Burgatory, are we missing? We're, I feel like we're missing something yeah, else. Yeah, we're, we're missing uh, Man Up, which, oh, yes. to be honest, from the promos and the early stuff talking about it, I thought it would be another How to Be a Gentleman. I went in with low expectations and no plans on watching past episode one. I don't think I even said to you the past. I think I just set the first episode. Uh-huh. and was blown away by how much I loved it. See, that's what I've heard from other people. I have it taped. I've not watched it yet because I, I, I'm sorry. I have it queued up. I've not watched it yet. I know. I know. You will relate to the three main characters so much. Wow. I did, certainly. That that makes me a little it's, scared, it's too. About three guys, it's about three guys who are like us. They like video games. They like TV. They like geeky stuff. And they're not sports guys. They're not rough and tough guys. Right. But what is the definition of masculinity in 2011? How do they prove they're men to the women in their lives? How do they define what it is to be a man without losing who they are? Right. That's, well, and that oh, sounds God, a little yeah. bit deep, but it's actually, it's really funny. Yeah. It's really strong. Um, Amanda Detmer from What About Brian, I love her so much in this show. She plays the one guy's ex-wife who's still the best friend with Terry Polis, and she's still around all the time. Oh, yeah? And her whole mission in life is just to stir up trouble. Like the one main character, his yeah. ex-girlfriend getting married to the pilot, and he wants to go stop the wedding, and everybody's like, no, 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 she's not sending a signal, she doesn't want you to stop, and don't go to the wedding. And Edmer's like, yes, you must go, you must stop the wedding. So he does. And the whole time, you're just like, no, no, and his friends are like, we're at the church, don't get out of the car, and he gets out of the car. Well, don't go in there. Oh, crap, he's got the guitar, he's bringing up Red Eye Girl, and I'm like, oh! oh it was really good. Girl. Yeah, I I think you'll relate. I was definitely able to relate, and the things that I was able to relate to are things I think you would share in common with me. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll enjoy Man Up quite a bit. Okay, well, I will. Well, okay, we got uh, Man Up. It's a Burgatory, Last Man Standing, and it feels like there's one other show. uh, um, Now, have you watched Grimm yet, or Once Upon a Time? No, I don't have a screener I don't get screeners for the big networks. I'm not that cool yet. I'm I, well. If you followed Grimm on Twitter, they gave you a promo code um, to watch Grimm before it aired. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. If I if I still have it, I'll dig it out and give it to you. Yeah, we can talk about it next time. But, but I hate watching things on the computer. I'd rather is it air tomorrow night? I think so. Or no, I think I'll it aired tonight. It on TV. Oh, okay. No, it did air. It did air tonight. Yeah, I've got like several things I need to review tomorrow, a couple DVD sets I haven't got around to. So I am going to try to get Once Upon a Time done because I know we're going to discuss it there in our chat. It would be easier to just watch and review it earlier. But normally I hate watching anything on the computer. Just like uh, there's a, a Danish show, Danish, maybe Denmark, is that Danish? Yeah, Whatever. sure. Next, uh, coming to American television next week, and they sent me, I think it's on satellite. There aren't many cable providers carrying it, but satellite providers are carrying it. Uh-huh. And I got screeners for the first four episodes. It's like 10 episodes long. And I'm not sure. I mean, those first four episodes better be really good to convince me to watch the rest of them on the computer. I mean, when they sent me the screeners, they emailed me a link so I could go watch the rest of the episodes online. Uh-huh. But 
I don't know. I, I just can't see myself saying it's on the screen. So if the first four are really good, I'm going to try to beg them for more discs. And if not, I don't know. I might just have to suck it up and watch it on the computer. It's yeah. called Borgid. What's that? I, which, it's called Borgid or Borgid. It means government. Oh, I've, I've it's, They describe it as a West Wing-esque show. Hmm. No, I've not heard anything about that at all. It's by the same people that made the original version of The Killing, not the American version. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, I'm holding out. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't review it, but I'm holding out high hopes. And what's it called again? It's B O R G E N. I don't know if they call it Borgen or Borgen. I, but it I'm means pretty government. sure it's subtitled. I'm, I'm thinking it's subtitled, but I haven't watched it yet. So. Okay. All right. Well, is there any other shows that we should talk about? Because we're getting towards the end here, or we're at the end, actually. Is there anything uh, else you want to mention, real quick? If I could just pick one more thing to discuss, House. How? Okay, I'm up for House, man. I I would love to discuss some House because I I watched that. Matter of fact, you ha- okay? This is a funny story, everybody. Um, when me and Jimmy were living together, you bought all four seasons of House, and you had it for like literally unopened <laughs> for like was it for two like years? Over a year. Yeah. For no, I mean, because matter of fact, no, you had three seasons. When season four came out, you bought it, and that's when I realized you had it. Never watched any of them, and I'm like, I'm gonna. Well, it's sad. I watched season one, and then I still waited another year before watching season two because I was just too busy. Right, and so I remember I, I would watch that care. every I've night. I've seen it all. You, well, well, you have now. Really I've, yeah, I've caught up now. I've been caught up for at least a year and a half, maybe two years. And it, and I I'm love House. Sure. And this season, last season, it left. Um, uh, for those who who are sort of following, it, I'm sure you probably heard Lisa El- El- Elstein, aka Cuddy, is no longer on the show. And the show opened up with House in jail. What have you thought so far of the new season, man? I I'm enjoying it, but it's also very transitional, where I still can't figure out where they're going with it. I'm highly, highly, highly disappointed that Foreman is the chief of medicine. I'm a little too. I, 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 well, I would like to point this out too is that I think people uh, really got defensive at blaming Howard Shore, or not, not Howard Shore, the guy who, run, who created House, and blaming him for not being able to keep Cuddy. And I don't think it's his fault. I would like to throw it out there because, you know, the actors give the showrunners their prices and they have to give it to Universal or the, the studios, and then the studio turns them down. You know what I mean? And I don't think it has anything to do with how Howard, you know, no one wants to lose one of their main cast members. I would think because they, they knew going into the season that this would probably be House's last season. You know what I mean? And I think Cuddy will return at the end of the season if this is a finale. I sure hope she will. I, I hope they would. I sincerely hope. As a matter of fact, I hope they can even get Brian Singer back to direct the finale. I think that would be really neat because he directed the yeah. opening. Um, but I blame nobody for Cuddy's departure, and I like her on The Good Life right now, so I'm enjoying seeing her in a new place. Mm-hmm. But I just think picking someone else to replace her in the cast was a good idea, but Foreman is so bad there, done that, and tried to control House. Give it to anyone else over Foreman. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. I agree with that. And, um, and But I, I, what you said, though, is very key, though, and it's transitional, and I like that to an extent – um, I too. And and I think that House has been around long enough and has good enough ratings it can pull a stunt like this where it can be transitional. Like, And what Jimmy means by that is for those who are not 100% catching up with the show or maybe have it taped but haven't watched yet, 
and this is not a spoiler, but they don't do the opening credits anymore. They just show the title card and then they flash back and we go well, right into it. I wouldn't be surprised if they do the opening credits once the whole cast was back in the show. I agree. Now that Chase haven't shown back up yet. So until they do, 13, I think, is only doing one episode as of right now, and Charity did it. Right. That's uh, right. And it was really good. It was. But Adan- Annabelle's been in two of the three, and Charlie Nee has been in two of the three. Foreman's been in two of the th- – or Foreman been in all of them. Foreman, I think, has been in all of them. And uh, – but the, until they get everybody back into the groove, there's no reason to do the opening credits because there's different actors in each episode. You're right. I agree. So they have to change it. And I'm really curious how they're going to handle splitting Odette Annabelle's time when Breaking In starts filming again. Because she, her, pre, her contract is to Breaking In, and House has said, yeah, they have to let her out to do Breaking In. And they're going to try to work together so that she can do both at the same time. I hope so because I, I, I like – I like her. I like her as an actress, and I like her character. And well, she's I, not leaving house. They said that they're going to work around somehow. Well, no, I, I know, but but what I'm saying is, I hope that it doesn't mean that she's out for an episode, and but she's still, or maybe you know, what I mean, it doesn't. I hope it doesn't affect her in, in her appearances in a full episode. Is what I'm saying because I know she's going to be I there. I don't mind if she sits out an episode or two. I don't want her to be missing for ten episodes at a time like thirteen does. Right. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, it, but I, I mean, I enjoy it now. And one of the things I thought that was really nice though, too, is that house has been going the way it's been going for so long that I think you, lo- you, you do lose a bit of the idea that house is Sherlock Holmes in terms of medicine. The first season really oh, yeah. first season and second season really clearly define that. But then you start getting into the relationships between all the characters, the ex-wife comes back, all this other stuff. And then you get sort of lost in the other stuff. And now that's not bad because that's how it makes House great. But I think especially the first few episodes has really been showing how awesome House is with um, with doing uh, doing this, being Sherlock Holmes with medicine. It's actually very refreshing because sometimes he you lose a sense of that it's not House. It's it's really a guy trying to be Sherlock Holmes. His name is House. That's what the show. Yeah, it's really. I feel like I'm not making sense there, but I, it feels very weird. Um, I've, I've been enjoying it a lot more than the, the past few episodes from last season, even though I love the show and love what they were doing. But I've, en- so I'm I enjoying have been enjoying the change. Oh, I've been enjoying the change in the transition. Other than the Foreman thing, the only thing that kind of disappointed me was that Wilson forgave him way too easy. Well, yeah, but, you know, Wilson's an enabler. Um, I agree with that a little bit. Uh, and I, yeah. I agree with that. I I think I, I just Wilson like. Was, well, I think it makes sense for the characters because Wilson's able to ignore him and stay mad at him while he's in jail because Wilson didn't go visit him. But as soon as House gets back in his life and it's forced on him, of course he's going to cave. Right. It's just a little disappointing that Wilson didn't have the spine or the backbone to stand up to him longer because that's the only thing that's going to force a change in House is if he loses everything he cares about. At jail, he kind of did. And, but as soon as they spring him back out, he starts getting back some of the things he cares about. So he's going to go right back to his old ways. You're right. You're 100% right. And um, and I, I think also, though, too, I think a lot of people um, – I think this, that's maybe the writer's way of playing devil's advocate, which is they're already doing the, the, the jail thing, and they already have it that he's not friends with them. But 
they make him forgive him a little bit more easier than than he probably should. Just be so because that was one of the first things of the first, of when the show started was the bromance. I guess. As a matter of fact, I remember that's when the word yeah. bromance became really big again. Like Mike Ossiello and everybody started using it with House, especially, which is the bromance. House was one of the big shows. Yeah, the psych. Um, there's a bunch. Psych around house. That era. The house is definitely one of them. Right. Oh. Can I talk? Can, can I mention Psych real quick? Has been fantastic this year. Yeah. Oh, bless you, sir. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, I'm kind of stuffed up. Yeah, you can mention Psych. I love the season premiere. I haven't watched episode two yet. It's fantastic. They, one of the things I think that they're they, they all Psych sort of fails to do well, and it, because they're Psych works better as a comedy whodunit, but uh, and usually when they try drama, it feels like it feels forced and a little fake. But this year. Everything they've tried to do drama-wise has been fantastic. I don't think none of it has fallen short. There was one moment where I got a little – it felt a little cheesy, but it's still – the performance from Roday. Oh, all the stuff with the lie detector and making him – Exactly. Uh, tell Giuliani how he felt. It was really well done. Really well done. My uh, only part – The only thing that, I was upset about in yeah. the first episode is I, – and I, I really harp on this, and this is kind of obsessive, but I love the longer version of the theme song. And when they came back every fucking it, time, they've been off the air for like ten months, and I really needed a, a shot of a long theme song. And they gave me the short one, so I'm hoping in episode two they gave me the long one. Folks, ones. if you ever listen to any of our old episodes and Jimmy's talking about Psych, that is the first thing that always comes out of his goddamn mouth is the goddamn theme, which, by the way, is a great theme song. I agree with him 100. percent But the fact that you still Oh, the I know. It is. it is. It is. The long version is so much better. Yes, but Just look at it this way, Jimmy. That's 30 seconds of extra story time that was not there before. So worth it. So, okay. All right. When I mean, it's the long version of the theme song, I'd say 75% of the time, I rewind and watch it at least the second time in a row. Just so you can oh, – oh, that's when the full version or when it's the 30 version? Cause if the it's, full. What's the full version? Full version. If it's the 30 version, do you ever rewind it back and just go, I need that extra 30 seconds, man? Huh? No, when it's the short version, I end up fast-forwarding halfway through. Fair enough. As soon as I realize for sure it's the short version, I fast-forward. Okay. Well, I have the full version on my iPod, and I love listening to it. <laughs> It's a great show. I love that show. And um, we've talked a lot of TV. We've talked American Horror Story, Last Man Standing, Suburgatory, Man Up, Doctor Who, uh, uh, the show Government, a.k.a. Uh, Borgen, Psych, House MD, uh, Star Trek, Terra Nova, Boss with Kelsey Grammer on Stars, Pan Am, The Office, Homeland, you name it, we've talked it. And uh, tons of TV. And uh, if you like this a lot, uh, make, next episode we have Jimmy on. We will have the same type of awesome television chatter. Uh, if you have any comments, email us at goodbadgeeky at gmail.com uh, or Twitter myself, goodbadgeeky, uh, or uh, Twitter Jimmy at Jerome Wetzel TV. Exactly. And, uh, and we, if you follow Jimmy, he will have links for all his articles so you can get all his thoughts right as they're coming right from Jimmy's brain to your mouth or your ears or your eye, whatever. Um, but yeah, he, the dude is a beast. He reviews everything. He's really good at it too. And, um, no, not a prob. It's very sincere in saying that. And also don't forget to check out, it's a ongoing Sunday thing, Shatterbox. What's it again, Jimmy? I, I think so. Barbara set it all up. I have it. It is, uh, <laughs> it's Chatterbox. Let's talk TV. The, the Twitter hashtag Chatterbox was taken. So we're hashtagging it. Let's talk TV. 
So she's named it Chatterbox Colon. Let's talk TV. Okay. All right, so Let's Talk TV every Sunday night. Uh, the time we're recording this, the first episode is going to be tomorrow, but it's going to be an ongoing, ongoing thing every Sunday. So uh, make sure – as a matter of fact, I will be tweeting it as well for Jimmy and uh, Barbara. Um, but uh, it's just an hour. We're cutting it off at the 60-minute mark every time. So if you come in late, understand that we're not going to be sticking around. It's, I mean, it's, you know. You guys are in and out. Gotcha. I gotta go to bed. I, if we're doing a 9 p.m. Eastern, I'm usually headed to bed by 10. So you're an old man, James Daly. I'm sorry, Jerome Wetzel. Well, no, because then I get up at 5:30 so I can write reviews before I go to work. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. I was just giving you crap on that, but um, but yeah. yeah. So oh, and our voicemail. If you want to leave Jimmy a voicemail, six one four three six four four zero eight eight. If you want to talk about our shows. Uh, Oh, and Jimmy, you got a comment. I want to I, I mention this before we go. I feel so bad. When we did our last show for Jerome Wetzel TV, we got a comment from Kimberly Ooh. in Australia, and I'm going to bring Ooh. it up. Right. And I feel – Good day, mate. Good day. Right. And she's very cool. Uh, she even loves us a voicemail for uh, talking about Red State. But she left a comment for you, and I, I just got to pull it up. Sorry. Um, as a matter of fact, while well, – no, I'm not going to cut it out. Not yet. Wait for it. Come on, website. What is taking for long? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stop recording for a second. Just so. Okay. All right. All right. I have the article, uh, the uh, uh, comment pulled up, and it's from Kimberly from Australia. She goes, man, listening to this podcast made me want to join in and add my two cents. Love the, pad- love the podcast, guys. Agree about Whitney completely. Phil Dumphy for the win also. Oh, oh, and Justified. I have to say I got hooked straight away from the first episode onwards. Would have loved Walton Goggins to win also. Oliphant is a badass. Made me start drinking from jars watching that show. Totally weird for an Australian. He, he. And that was a comment from Kimberly. And that was directed towards... So if you have a comment on the show, again, go back gmail.com, voicemail 614-364-4088, or tweet myself or Jimmy... And uh, at the tweet uh, usernames we said earlier. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. I now bring to you Jerome Jerome Wetzel TV. Three, two, three, two. Shut up. Be professional, damn it. Three, two, one.